Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And I have a fun episode for you guys today. I was, you have a fun episode. Yeah, well, I was thinking I got my 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 wires got crossed a little bit because someone told me that we were we were really happy. And I couldn't tell if it was like a if it was a when compliment. Did they tell us it was we like were a, happy. A compliment or an insult that we were really happy and excited to do this. I mean, I, I take that as a compliment, but you like that goes counter to your yeah, whole like, am ethos. I, am I happy? I, I hate being happy. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be happy. Got a great news episode for you guys today. Got a few updates. Going to talk a little bit about Tesla in California. All my favorite, oh, favorite, geez. favorite. Things. I have some other stories as well, like plastic jacks in your car. Ooh, wonderful. Everything's plastic now. Engine covers, <laughs> know, intake manifolds. So... We're going to have plastic wheels. All right. Well, before we get into the news and some updates, what have you got for us? Yeah. We need to remind everyone that the news, news episode is brought to you by our Drivers Club members. Head over to patreon.com slash overcrest or alternatively overcrestproductions.com slash drivers club yeah you get a discount on the rally which is uh coming up quickly yeah which is coming up quickly the applications for the rally end in a week that's it a week one week guys one week you've got one week to apply and if you have friends out there that have not applied get on you want to have with you 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 need to have them apply everybody's got friends that are like oh yeah i'll do it in like a few days i'll do it next week you gotta do it now you you gotta do it Three weeks. You right, have one week left. Right now. Get on it. Yes. So I fixed the headlights on my car. What was wrong with your headlights? So I had, um, if you remember, I ordered the Classic Retrofit, which is a company in England that makes all kinds of updated things to make your car better, right? More uh-huh. modern. And I said, you know what? One of the things that isn't great is the ceramic fuses in cars. You know, Oh, you're you know, talking about the fuse block. The yes. fuse panel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so, there's nothing ceramic on them anymore. No, they're plastic, right. first of all. So they're... They're kind of crappy. They're not what they used to be. What do you even call those style of fuse? It's a pill it's not fuse. Pill fuse. Okay. Yeah, so yes, pill fuse. There so you what go. it is is it's a, just a is piece of plastic. Is that a German only thing? I had not encountered mm, that. I think before. it's European, is not it? necessarily okay. German. And what you have is, and what's great is you could put. You ever have a car where you see somebody put something else in there, like a screw? Oh yeah. Yeah, where there's just a like a little machine screw in there. People have found bullets, like yes, twenty two. They found twenty twos in there. A twenty two caliber bullet is the right size. Oh good. It fits right in there. So if you, uh, that if you, was listed on one of the Darwin Awards. A guy did that and then shot himself in the crotch and died of femoral no, bleeding. He did not. That's what I heard. Did not. Never happened. There's no possible way. Could it get hot enough? Yes, it could. It really could, couldn't it? Yes, it could. Well, where's the fuse panel? That What, do you have it in your lap? I don't understand. I think it was like, I I'm picturing like an old Chevy truck where it's inside along the inner door frame Horizontal. or something. Yep. Just. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> hey, how did Frank die? Well, he shot himself in the nuts with his fuse box. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got this classic retrofit fuse panel, and it, it I didn't like the fit and finish of it, but okay. it had relays built in. Okay. Which is great because what you want to do is you want to have the least amount of current flowing through the entire car as possible. You want this typically in any electrical system, you want the current to go the shortest path possible to the thing that it's powering. It's most efficient and you reduce uh, like your resistance, resistance, which increases heat, all these different things. You want the shortest path possible. Right. So when you have a headlight circuit, what happens is, you know, you have your switch switch gear, your blinkers, your high beam, low beam switch, you got your headlight switch. All that stuff has to be um, pulled all the way up from the battery because on my car, some cars will negative switch. So they'll run the switch on the negative side of the circuit. Okay. It's very rare, but some will run it on the negative side. So they use the ground right. to turn things on and off. 
Most cars are a positive circuit, which uses battery to turn the devices on and off. Right. So you pull your headlight switch on, it completes a circuit, the wire comes all the way up from the battery, all the way to the headlight switch, through the, the you know, the dimmer switch for your bright lights on, bright lights right. off, all the way back out to the fuse block into the headlights. Right. So it's a long ways. It generates a lot of heat. And if you put, in most vintage cars, the wiring's old. It's it's usually not a larger gauge. It's usually like a fourteen to sixteen gauge wire, and it's usually brittle. And it's usually brittle, which isn't a big deal. But the the sheathing can become more prone to melting. It just doesn't have and the, just cracking, yeah, and cracking, falling apart. And, and whatever the hell happened on your Vespa with that green wire? Yeah, just yes, exactly. Whatever just, that is, just turned to dust. It was basically like <laughs> a entropy happening, like in real time. In real time, which I guess it always happens in real time. Since well, it's always, true, you know, but yes, happening. Anyway, so you want and I remember grabbing under and holding my headlight switch because I put really high beam, high wattage bulbs in yeah. without relaying. Oh. Right? I just put them in there. Let's go. And <laughs> okay. I remember like grabbing my blinker switch to turn the the high beams on. I'm like, ooh, it hot. was hot. It was physically hot to the touch. Ooh. Like you could grab the stock, which is metal. <laughs> and you're like, wow, this is really, really hot right by the steering column. Like, okay, well, that's not good. You basically need ended to- a, you added a hand warmer function to yes, your car. And then you would, if you would reach under and grab the wires, they were too hot to touch. Yeah, that's the not good. Not good. Not ideal. Fire right? hazard. Yeah, not great. Because the sheathing melts off. Also, and then, in theory, your fuse should trip before your wires get that hot. So did you put like an up, uprated fuse in there? No, I think things get hot. You, you have to keep in mind that a fuse blowing is a piece of metal melting. Right. So none of this was melting. None of the sheathing was melting, but it was really, really hot. It's it getting probably, close then. It's getting real close. Because your like, wires should not get hot. No. Well, they can get warm. Sure. Lots of wires get warm, but not hot. So I'm like, okay, I got to relay the headlights. So I relayed the headlights. Okay. And it's great. You know, you basically- Hold on. How I'll, does this tie in with you doing the classic retrofit? I'm going to get there. Okay. So then I relay. This is before I did that. Okay. Yeah. So then I relayed the headlights, and we'll talk about relaying in a second. And when I got the classic retrofit panel, mm-hmm. I had to unwire all my relay stuff because the panel has the relays built, built in. Built in. Sure. Which is great. The only yep. problem is I noticed they weren't removable. I did notice that. Which so was, how do you replace the relay? Yeah, if it fails, because they do fail. They can get moisture in them, and they have all kinds of issues. Were these, oh, were these solid-state relays, though? I don't know. They were they very small. They may have been. They, they were, were probably solid-state relays, in which case they basically don't fail. Okay. Well, needless to say, that the, the fit and finish on it wasn't very good. The cover didn't fit. I didn't really like it. And then the guy was kind of barky at me a little bit. when I said, Barky? Yeah, I said, <laughs> this doesn't fit. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's it's sometimes things happen in the manufacturing process where they don't fit. And I go, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. Anyway, I think the ones for the, the newer cars like Carreras and SCs are much better. Sure. I think they're I think they're really, really nice. And the guy makes some cool stuff. So it's, it's So you worth, sent it back. So I sent it back. And then, and then ever since then. Retrofit, or, uh, I did. did not relay I did not relay. I put lower wattage bulbs in. Okay. And I've been driving around with lower wattage Grumpily. bulbs. Grumpily. Grumpily. Which, you know, they're, they're still okay. I can still see. I don't know what yeah. everybody's talking about. I can't see. I can't see. But at night, I'm driving around. I don't I can't think anyone see. says that. They literally say, I can't see. I got so many DMs from people. <laughs> I can't see at night. It's not safe. I don't understand. I don't understand. You cannot see. What do you mean you can't see? Okay. Maybe you need to aim your headlights. That, a lot that of problems a lot with of people it. that cannot see is because they still have a sealed beam headlight. Right. Which is, I don't remember. What did, What was the reason behind going to sealed beam headlights? Do Ralph you know? Nader. And what was the reason behind it? Do you know what his safety? It was safety? standardizing all of the bulbs so that they could basically all be regulated the same, was my understanding. Yeah. I think I have a clip for that. Leave me the fuck <laughs> And so technically, the headlights, if you put European H4, H1 headlights on your older car, yeah. that is illegal. 
Really? It is actually illegal, but nobody cares. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, you can see if you just upgrade to the proper headlights. Right. And then you have all these guys that um, put uh, uh, like retrofit LEDs either. Right. LED, first of all, what people will do is they'll put LED bulbs in, in a regular housing. housing. And the problem with that Guilty. is- is you have this in your car? No, I had this on the Hummer. <laughs> uh, why? So here's the problem. If because a, I had an LED light bar and the lights didn't match. Oh, well, you can get different color temperature bulbs with filaments. Why didn't you just do that? Yeah, I tried that. I didn't like here's it. the problem. When you, if you look at the LED bulbs that you put, like the upgraded ones that you can buy on eBay and stuff like that, right. first of all, they're crap. Yes. They're made in China. I know. The, I the had good to ones are quite them several times. Yeah, the good ones are quite expensive Agreed. if you want to do this. Yes. Second, they're not omnidirectional. Uh, no. So basically what you have is a cylinder with a bunch of LEDs placed on it. Right. And your reflectors in your car, the actual mirror inside the car that directs the light. It doesn't refract it correctly. It does not refract it correctly because it's built for reflect correctly. Right. No, it's not refracting. I used to know all the terminology where there's a singular point where your bulb is supposed to be in order. The lens refracts the light. Correct. If you have a fluted lens, the reflector reflects the light. That's why it's called reflector, Jake. (laughs) Right. But refracting would make everything a rainbow. Right. So that's not right either. No, I suppose you're probably the right. The para something. Ah, oh, I used to know all the this. para something. Got it. If you have a para something problem with your headlights, I'll check. <laughs> it's not, it, not parallax, not parabellum, but if there's some point inside the curvature of a reflective surface. Okay, let it go, man. Damn it. Let it go. Okay. You, got, you got to let it go. Anyway, so the, the uh, filament is bright all around. It's, right. it's omnidirectional, right? It has sure. light emitting from all points. And that's points. what these lenses are that's made to do. That's what they're built do. for. So if you have an LED, it scatters the light funny. It doesn't yes. really work very well. Correct. They they generate a lot of heat. Despite their low amperage, they still generate a lot of heat as an LED. You'll notice that they have like little fins on the LED thing. Right. You, they have heat sinks on they them. Actually, they actually, yeah, the, the heat is generated differently. It's not at the diode itself, but it's actually on the back of it where it, yes. the heat sink is. Yes, do not do Which that. is why I mine had built-in little fans. So you turn the car on and that is ridiculous it's so stupid it is it is, is absolutely stupid i would not do that again um, before i get into why i think people do these types of things on their uh-huh. cars I'll, do you want me to explain how why relays are good or did we already do that we already did that it we just kind of did that so yeah basically, basically you're you eliminating the current right from the battery and sends it right to the headlight yeah a so relay the is an electronic switch right so you're able to switch a large amount of current from just a small signal current right so basically i have the current it's still run off a positive signal mm-hmm. that turn the relay on and off correct but that but is what's going bit. yeah but that's what's going all the way up to the headlight switch and back it just goes click turns the relay the power goes right from the battery right out to the headlights right boom you're lighting the world on fire so i've got 130 <laughs> watt high beams factory is like 60 watts high beams i wonder what i have in i don't know but i have 130 watt high beams 90 watt low beams they cook yeah. Yeah. When you turn them off, you can see them like dimming down for a very long period of time, multiple seconds, like three or four <laughs> seconds. They're dimming down and they work great. I can see fine uh-huh. and I can keep the original classic look of the car. Uh-huh. And what everybody tells me is I can't see. I need, I need to upgrade these. And I think that whenever you see people with these mods on their cars, right. they always have other mods on the car too. Sure. Nobody just does like an OEM plus, like, kind of classically styled car and then puts these headlights on it because they can't see. And I think what I we're doing... Um, I feel like I've seen that and that's even more out of place. It's it's very rare. Most of these people have have non-factory wheels. They have like weird right. steering wheels. They You're have right. these You're odd right. headlights. They have LED bulbs in the taillights and the, and the instrument cluster. By the way, the instrument cluster is 
lights are fine. Stop putting LEDs in them. Oh, it's it ruins terrible. The Most people are like, oh, I can't see the gauges. <laughs> who, are, who are these people that can't see? Who are you? What are you doing? If you can't see... They just have a welding helmet on everywhere? I don't know. (laughs) If you can't see your gauges driving around, I'm 40 years old. I have bifocals now. Oh, you're admitting that. I can see them. I can see them just fine. Right. And what I had to do was... because of the bifocals. I had to to clean the glass off because it had gotten hazy. Okay. And the the lettering had gotten a little off-white. Sure. So I took the gauges apart, got a little isopropyl alcohol, cleaned the glass, cleaned everything, and now it works awesome so i think what's happening is people are just using i can see better as an excuse to not have to justify their taste (laughs) just own it if you like it that's fine if you like modding and changing and upgrading fine but don't try to convince me or anybody else that they're better they they're not they're not i guarantee you i can see just as well in the m5 as the golf as our golf objectively there might be some sort of light like luminance actual difference like you you may actually be able to quantify that oh this led does put out more lumens than your light bulb so basically what you're saying is i need to go get a tool to measure to prove that mine is better i'm just saying there might be something to the fact that oh these do produce more light but they don't how do you know because if you look at what the amperage and the wattage is... It has nothing to do with that because it's lumens. LEDs are much more efficient with amperage efficient, and wattage. Yes, because they will... Like, my, my headlights draw about 20 amps. Right, that's a lot. That's a lot of amperage. Right. An LED only draws two right. for the same amount of light. That doesn't mean it's making more light. I'm not saying every single aftermarket LED headlight is better. I'm just saying you're, you're not automatically able to say that, oh, no aftermarket LED headlight is less bright than the factory i'm not saying it's less bright i'm saying it's not better subjectively so you're willing to lose the classic look of your no i i am not ruin the car i am not okay but here's the thing if even if they are better it's a minutia of better when you relay your headlights put high wattage bulbs in you can see great you can see really really well i can see the sides of the road i can see nine miles down the road i can road rage people to the fact that they want want to rip the mirror off their car they put the dark mode on their mirror doesn't help doesn't help i'm still just scorching them it is all about taste and hey if you like the headlights just go yeah i like to mod stuff i like to change things i like to upgrade them don't try and say well they're just better i can see now because that's not what it is i can tell by looking at all the mods these people do on their cars go ahead i they probably can see better than their original factory headlights but what your point is is there's a different way you don't need to go to leds you don't need to do it you don't need to you know how you much you can relay stuff and get better brighter bulbs and that's fine i bought the relays i bought were five dollars each they're waterproof relays the bulbs were eight dollars each yeah so for thirty dollars and some wires in my time i have basically modernized the the light output of my car And you can't tell by looking at it. Right. One of the most defining aspects of a car is looking at the headlights. It's It's just like wheels, right? The headlights, the taillights. It's a very defining look of the car. This is something that somebody designed, right? When they looked at the car, some guy designed these headlights for this car, whatever it is. You know, it's like my car, my 911, that European headlights. If you look at like the old Mercedes and some of the BMWs, and you look at the TV screen headlights for Scirocco's, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and some of the H4 bulbs for Rabbits were kind of standardized in, time, in right. terms of size. But a lot of European cars, the headlights were designed to match the shape of the car. Sure. So when you have these old types of headlights that were 
put like the U.S. Department of Transportation headlight, headlights on it that suck. Everybody looks at that and goes, oh, these headlights suck. Yeah, take them off and put the European ones on, relay your headlights, and your car will look like it's supposed to look, and you'll be able to see, I promise. And I will help anyone. I will, I'm willing to give my time, I'm willing to give a charity of my time to keep people from ruining their cars this way. <laughs> I'll help you. If you're ruining. I will, yes, absolutely. It, the, the only thing headlights I don't- are, Headlights are such a defining, it's, it's like somebody putting bad wheels on a car. Right. It's the same thing. You go, ooh, ooh, because it's such like a defining look of the car, the wheels, headlights. It's, you, you change those things and do something bad, it ruins the entire car. It's like putting ketchup on ice cream. <laughs> Which it, I feel like you would be a fan of. Maybe. I haven't yeah, tried I feel it. Like I you, tried could it. Be, you could get on board with yeah, that. Could maybe All right, do. moving way, right along from your rant. I noticed that the Overcrest search page looks terrible. It's full of motorcycles. On Instagram the search page. When you go on Instagram, you oh, hit the, the magnifying glass. We share access to the Overcrest Instagram right, account. Right, it's on motorcycles now. It's unusable. It's unusable. I can't use it. I can't use the Overcrest Instagram. Use your other. personal account. That's I all do. I do. No, you, clearly not because there's Harleys all over the That's Overcrest because Instagram. because the algorithm guys knows. Doing, guys doing wheelies. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not on mine. It's not, I don't have any wheelied Harleys doing do dumb potato things. I, yeah, I bet you do, and it's everywhere. <laughs> mine is like boats, uh-huh. cars, uh-huh. boobs. Yes. Yours is like potatoes, uh-huh. potatoes, potatoes. It's not <laughs> So what's going on with this thing? Uh, well, I got it running easily with a battery. So I put the starter back yeah, in it. That. It you starts a bit up of it fine. Running. Actually, it didn't start fine. So what RPM does that thing idle at? Uh, like five. <laughs> it sounds awful. But the but the but the bum. But it's cool. It's got it's got the sound. No, but what, actually, what's interesting, I put the starter in, and I was just gonna like, I want to just see, oh, how easily does it start now with a battery? What I didn't realize is the jumper cables that I had in my toolbox from who knows where I got them were absolute crap. So I hook them up to the battery. I hook them up to the posts that I need yeah. to on the starter and everything else, and I do the little. Uh, I just jump the starter relay with a screwdriver, you know. To get mm-hmm. it to start. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and you're like, like getting wow, hot. This thing is- and the wires are smoking. Like, I couldn't touch the, the jumper cables because yeah. they were that well, hot. You should have relayed them. And I was like, <laughs> holy crap, this thing must just be super impossible to start. It all makes sense now. How am I going to do this? Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I took apart like the end alligator clip, the big handle thing of the jumper cable. It's like and the, four strands of wires. There's like four strands that are just frayed and kind of tucked in. I was like, wait a minute. So I have actual battery cable from some other project I was doing. I hooked those up and it starts fine. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, apparently I need new jumper cables because it's terrible. A good so, set of jumper cables is important because if the gauge is not a, is not big enough, it will not do well. They right. will get hot. Correct. There's, I, I uh, was at, I can't remember some auto parts store and there was some jumper cables on sale that like you squeeze them and they lock onto the terminal. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You can just yeah. go, and they go click, click, click. Right. Worst thing ever. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> so, bad. so I don't know what to do with this thing. Do I put a battery on it and like finish it? Also my, something's wrong with my wiring. Apparently this is an old generator that actually needs to be re- polarized it's not an alternator it's a generator yep. and somehow what i think happened because i got it started and i looked at all my lights i was like all my lights my two lights <laughs> and i was like damn it they aren't working my brake light isn't working and i'm trying to get like voltage and like my generator i'm like damn it my generator's bad it's not putting out any voltage i read that the old generators need to be polarized by hooking a battery up to them and like recharging 
the stator inside. So it's got a capacitor in there or something? Or? I don't know. So I got to figure out if that's the issue. So if you had One. the battery hooked up to the starter, then does it, that... Does that not also run to the... Not the way I have it oh, wired. Oh, so you just have it right straight to the... Exactly. Okay, so you so don't I have a switch or anything. need to wire that, yes. Um, and then also basically figure out, do I want so to put a battery on this thing? You had to have a battery no matter what then, unless you wanted to get rid of the generator. No, because I think once I re-polarize the generator, it's good to go. Huh. What do you mean re-polarize? Shouldn't it just work as is? No. No, because it would have had a battery always. Correct. Would have had to start. Okay, yes. so you need to do something with it. I need to do this. It got like depolarized as I was. I don't even know what that again. means. I, I'm thinking of like sunglasses. Magnetism. Like it's like it, it lost its magnetism in the rotor. Okay. So you need to just hook up a battery to it, and then you just like spark it quick, and then it's magnetized. So is it a magneto? No. Okay, I'm just making up words. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with your dinner. I have no, no clue. Anyways, so I have that to figure out, and I have to figure out if I actually want to put a battery on this thing, and I. <laughs> Should I do this and finish it and ride it and see if I like it? Or should I just down the road this damn thing? Hmm. I think you should finish it and ride it once at least. I know. Just see if you like it. I was going to go out on it after I got it started, but then I was like, what happens if it kills three blocks away? I'm going to have to go home, drag this battery with me. It's a giant BMW car battery that I have. I'm (laughs) like, I'm not going to haul this around with me. And then the lights aren't working right now anyways. And I didn't figure out what the problem was until afterwards. So I was like, I'm not going to take it out on the street or on the block yet. So I, I don't know. I was kind of, I'm just kind of done with it. I would have taken it out. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. What's, what's wrong? I just, just go drive I, it. I know I'm going to get like half a mile away and it's going to kill. And then I'm going to have to walk. Why would it kill? Home. I don't know. Because you killed it? Yeah. Okay. So it's not going to kill you or you oh, I would probably kill it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I rebuilt all the clutch plates. I don't know how any of so this grabs a, and put stuff a battery yet. battery in your backpack. And just one of the wires right out of the backpack to your thing to keep it running. <laughs> you know, did you get one of the little... I haven't got one of the the starter things. One of the, the jumper packs. Jumper packs. They were on sale. I sent you a link and it sales over. They were like 30% off. I know. I didn't know if it would actually work for this. So I wanted to try yours first. Oh, well, you can borrow mine. You should have told right. me what I brought I for you. I forgot. Anyway. So don't I don't it. know what to do with that. Finish it. I'll finish it. Try it out. Okay. So I can make more fun of you. Perfect. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Also, the 906 Turbo is officially gone. I teased that last week, but didn't want to jinx myself. So it's gone. We sold it to a very nice friend of ours that we met on the rally yeah. last year, yeah. which is really cool how we're kind of building this community. Sure. And it was funny because on her way home, she there's another friend that she met through the rally. Yep. And she's like, she sent me a message. Help. I'm stuck. He's polishing my car here for an hour <laughs> as I'm on the middle of my road trip. Hey, free polish. Can't exactly. Argue with that. So, um, oh, also we went to back to the fifties. Are you sad it's gone? Um, yes and no. It's like bittersweet. Hmm. I mean, now you have a Cayenne. That's right. I mean, what do you enjoy driving more? The, yeah. Yeah. The 996. Of course. For sure. Yeah. But I have, I've gotten back into the old 911, the orange car. I've been driving that around a lot. I haven't seen, is it here? It's not here today because I'm going into Minneapolis and I didn't want to. You No, you're not in Minneapolis. I'm going into Minneapolis after this. Oh, you are after this. Yeah. I don't understand why you never drive that car. I haven't seen it this summer once. Haven't you? No. Oh. Not one time have you had the car. It's end of June and I've not seen the Tangerine 911 because you've been spoiling yourself with all your air conditioned vehicles. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's basically what it is. (laughs) But I am enjoying having that and I need to do some work on it. I want to like get serious and but probably not before the rally. No, don't change do I too pull much. Pull the engine and like do the clutch and synchros in the trans. Mm. Maybe try to repair the oil leak before the rally. What's the oil leak? Is that the main seal? I don't know. Mm. 
I think I should probably just leave it until after the rally. I would think so. I would I'm, think well, so, too. I mean, you got July, August, I know, September. that's what I'm telling three myself. Months. But then I know as soon as I get into it, it's going to be something like, oh, I need to replace this, and this part's back-ordered, and it'll take eight weeks to get Nothing's here. Nothing's back-ordered. Okay. No, nothing's no. back-ordered. So what do you need to do? What's the... what's so uh, For leaks. sure, I need to do synchro on first gear and maybe second while I'm in there. And then the clutch... Um, it like, Do you need any special tools to do the synchro? Probably. Yeah. Mm. My friend, our friend Colin has all of it. He's oh, done it before. Yeah. Um, and then the, I don't even know the term. It's not chatter, but the clutch, like as you pull out it, like jerks. Shutters. So it's glazed. Shutters. Yes. So I'm probably. Your pressure plate's destroyed. Yeah. You need to have that turned. That's not a big deal. You just take it to a machine shop and have them turn it. Is it the flywheel or the actual pressure plate? Well, I guess either one could be glazed over. Right. So I've got to fix that. And then I'd like to figure out this oil leak. Well, here's the problem. Are you going to keep this motor? Yes. Okay, so this is the motor you're keeping. This is your forever motor with the car. Well, for the next five years or so. Okay, so get a clutch kit. Yeah. Take your flywheel, have it machined. Yeah. And put it back together. Yeah. It's like a weekend. What yeah, is- this is the plan. Okay. You just told me you were wondering if you were going to do anything at all. Now you're telling me it's the plan. Which is it? Well, now it's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Uh, we went to back to the 50s. I don't know if we need to mention anything with that. The only thing I want to mention is... I do want to f- mention some things, but go ahead. Okay. It was fun to go. I liked having a vehicle there. So we hot. took the old 64. <laughs> it was so hot. It was very hot. <laughs> I went over but, there early and hung out with you and then waited for my buddies to show up oh, hours later. It got super hot then oh later. God, I was just laying on the grass, literally just laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super cool just kind of cruising around in a vehicle. That's the way to see the show because it's so massive. If you try to walk around everything. I would gauge massive, yes, but probably 30% smaller than normal. Yes, it probably was. It was I agree. very much. I don't know if that's because all the owners of the cars died because of COVID or what, <laughs> but there was a serious, serious amount of lack of people at the show. Granted, that was Friday. That's I don't true. know how Saturday would have yeah, looked. Most of the guys with cars are there. Are there. And it wasn't, it used to be like an absolute traffic jam. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Intersections were no problem. But anyways, what I wanted to say is I enjoyed our local little small car show I was at last night more just because of the variety. Mm-hmm. At Back to the 50s, there's a lot of cars, and they're all usually modified somehow differently, but they're all just No, hot you rods. mean modified the samely. Yeah, they are. They're all the they same. Are. It's like Boyd Coddington never died, and he's just like <laughs> living on. It's The problem with these cars is that when I'm there, there's, there's two things I like. Okay. Either they're stock right. and really nice stock original. I'm like, yep. yeah, that's a survivor. I really like right. that. Maybe something with patina, whatever. Sure. I kind of like, yeah, yeah. like the idea of something that's that's lived a life. Right. right? It has the history or of it. Or it's slammed yep. on some, on maybe even hubcaps or some, not some awful, what is it with the five spoke chrome wheels in the hot rod world? That's <laughs> it. Everybody's got five spoke chrome wheels. That's all anybody can fit what on their you, car. Are you picturing like the American racing torque thrust? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like torque thrust. They're fine in, right. in like a, in like a gun metal or right. something like, like the that. Original, they were usually, or they originally were magnesium and just yes. raw magnesium. Yep. Yep. That's Those look cool. Good. Um, also, I like what, I, I didn't see any Krager wheels. Was that, is that too new? Quote yeah, it's usually new? more muscle car. But yeah. no, I saw Krager's there. Yeah, but the problem is all these, I don't like they're Kragers. all like 18, 19 inch, five spoke. It's because they were all done in the 90s. That's the thing, is all these cars were done at a certain period of time. And now they and look now, like that. Now they look it. They look every bit of it. And it's, yes. and I tried to be really open-minded. Like yeah. I, I like looked at some cars, walked up and looked, and I looked around and looked at the fit and the finish. And a lot of these paint jobs are just like holy shit! Oh, they're, they're so good, so expensive. And you look Were at there, the, you look at the the size of some of these Cadillacs, and they're just, massive. Imagine block sanding 
the side oh, of these goodness. cars where it has to be perfect. And I got down on my knees and like I looked. You better use like an eight foot two by four to block sand it. Then it takes like hundreds of hours to yeah, get just these do things the right. Paint. But it, it's either slammed on air ride, otherwise yep. OEM. Yep. Or OEM. <laughs> I just all this, so, this I can't get with the styling. It's just not for me. Were there any cars that stood out to you? Like, yeah, can you remember like anything that, late that you 50s thought was Cadillac cool? convertibles were really really cool that, that were slammed, right? And then the one car that I didn't know that I liked that I'd forgotten about uh-huh. was like the Nash Ambassadors. Yeah, were really really cool. It's the ones where the the fenders are covered up. The yes. wheels are covered up in the fenders, and there was a couple of them on Air Ride where they yep. just look like hovercrafts yes, going across they do. the road. I yeah. loved it. And you go inside and you look, the seats all fold down in the middle. Yeah, it's like a, it's giant like, in it's like a giant mattress in there. It's like a giant mattress in there. And it's got like an you inline six. You were all six. about those. I really like the Nash. They're, they're kind of, they look like an upside down bathtub, basically. Yes, they do. With, Which with, usually you don't like that styling. Mm, I like these things. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's the look. I think, you know, I remember first seeing one when my. When my late friend John Forsman, who was a photographer that I worked with for many, many years, assisted with him. Oh, actually, oh, a lot of my processes of how I do things to him. And, okay. and he was a car. He's the guy that actually got the Suzuki Swift GT from with that had the rusty oh, really? the wheel pulling off of it. <laughs> and he had like uh, he's he also had the the mini uh, Woody with yep. the with the motorcycle engine in it that I showed you. Oh, cool. he had that. That was really cool. He had, uh, and he had a Nash Metropolitan, not a Metropolitan. Those are the tiny ones that are yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like one of the big Nash ambassadors. Right. And I just was like, wow, this thing is so cool. <laughs> and I really looked up to this guy and he had yeah. great taste. And that might, might have impressed on me a little bit. It's, sure. You know, you always have people that you respect and you like their style. You like what they do. I liked his photography. I liked his sense of interior design. So then when you're a little bit younger and more impressionable, this is like 15, maybe more than 15 years ago now. Yeah. And you're up and coming in your 20s. And someone you really respect likes something, you're like, well, well it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. It's really. 100%. Weird. And, and you know, that still happens to us. But when you're younger, it happens it, way you're more. You're much more impressionable. So it might have impressed on me a little bit. Sure. That that, that, that existed. And I don't know, I just really like the look. And you can get them for five, six, eight, ten. They're not terrible. They're not expensive. No. Will I ever own one? Probably not. Yeah. But if everyone ever pops up they and are, it's. They are quite rare though too they are not common because yeah. they did not sell very right. well i think they were done in the in like the mid 50s i don't <laughs> had think to be yeah, yeah i don't, I don't, think I don't were... remember ever seeing a later nash no i don't think so either anyway. I, what i really liked there was and you you also spotted this on your own independently while we were walking around was this little model a roadster yep and it had this engine in it and I it took me a minute yeah i was it took me a minute and then i saw it so it's an inline you see the four oil cylinder you saw the, the oil, oil cap, cap that's said right oleo and i was, I was like, like "Ooh, it's italian yep and i go wait a minute it's a fiat motor and what's cool about these motors it's it has al- i thought it was an alpha motor i'm sorry you're right alpha romeo yeah. not a uh fiat it's yeah. an alpha motor and what's cool about these motors is they're dual overhead cam and so the cam cover on these they look almost like an old Offenhauser, yeah. like Indy engine. Yep. And I remember this other old timer. Where the bolts are in the middle. Oh, I between. think that's, uh, that's an old Offenhauser engine. He's like, no, it's an it's an Alpha motor, yep. and you can still get them all over. They're dirt cheap. And he goes, and it makes more power than any of these flathead V8s out here. The guys usually use. Right. He's like, this thing makes 150 horsepower, and it looks sweet. And it's got side drafts. Yes. It's, side it's, draft it's always, Weber's. The thing is, is I think we're probably a little biased because we like the swap. Because we're European car fans. Yep. So we're kind of biased in that way that it's alpha, it's side drafts. We like side draft carburetors. Yes. But there's also a thing of where 
the guy went out of the box a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Because back to the 50s, everything that's there is in this little box. There's 15, 20,000 cars there. Exactly. That all fit in like, we're going to do this. This is allowed. You can do this. You know, you're not, not supposed to do this or that or the other. Right. The only thing that really stands outside of that box is all the rusty rat rod stuff with weldy shit welded there all over it. There wasn't as much of that this year. I think, luckily think that fad is fading. God, because yes. it's awful. There are people that can do it. There are people that can pull it off. Sure. But usually it looks like some sort of collage of stuff it's pasted together. It's yeah. like it's, it's like somebody great. with no taste or, or, you know, that same guy probably has upgraded headlights on their 911. <laughs> that's, that's probably. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yes. Um, Anything else or should we do some news? We can probably get into news. So, Chris, we've complained that everything in modern cars is plastic and it sucks. Things get brittle and turn out that they break. Well, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, you have all these... You know, plastic oil pans, plastic intake manifolds, plastic everything. Have we had these cars out long enough to know if this stuff is going to withstand? What is this? I mean, the plastics must be fairly advanced. Right. I mean, material science has come a long way. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. None of this stuff is made out of Bakelite, right? Correct. So you have, which is pre-plastic. We have like valve covers are made from plastic. Oh, yeah. This is like a, it's serious shit. This stuff, does it last? That's the bigger question. Do we know? Do we know? Like, you can... You can have chemists and engineers go, we think this is going to last, but I don't know we're at the point where, where it's just or maybe they been said, enough time. Hey, these cars are going to be illegal in 10 years anyway, so who gives a shit? Let's, <laughs> well, just, let's just get rid of them. something to that. Yeah. Well, one thing we'll you find out. absolutely do not want to be plastic is a jack. New. No, is this Obviously. A, yeah, this is available at Harbor Freight. No. No. <laughs> a recall involving the 2020 to 2022 Buick Encore GX and 21-22 Chevy Trailblazer. Neither of which I own. No, but a GM test driver broke a plastic jack that comes with the vehicle while testing out the new Trailblazer. So do you, have you ever used a Widowmaker? Oh, yeah. Which is the little scissor jack? You're right. Have you, You've used it. Have you ever used it in an emergency yes, situation? Yes, I have. They are terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> Especially if you're not on a perfectly no, flat surface. No, I used surface. it on gravel, oh, on a no. shoulder. Luckily, you know what I did is I, I was very proud of myself. I went scouring around and I found an old hubcap yep. that was like sitting on the side yep. of the And so I made myself like a dish or like a, yeah. a little stable platform. I always had a, alongside the jack, I had a piece of wood is what I would carry along. And I've used that to change Many a tire. A time. Yeah, just to <laughs> just well, it's just ra- Volkswagen rabbit stuff, right? Okay. It's like it goes right on the pinch weld. It's got like a little cup right, that goes exactly. right on the pinch weld. And you turn it and it screws this it's the w- absolute worst. And they tip over and they're called a widowmaker for a reason. Yes. Because you there's guys that have died. Have died because they use those to hold their car up and then they crawl around and wrench on things and whoops. and then it just tips over. Yeah. Yes. Well, GM, that's probably still better than a plastic jack that comes in these new GM vehicles. Uh, GM started investigating in April and Is there a picture of this thing 20, on the link? I don't, I didn't see it on the okay. link. Um, they found 21 claims of the jack failing already, including at least one injury. Quote, it turns out that this jack design may not be sufficiently robust against fractures of improperly or incorrectly positioned on the vehicle frame by the user, said an NHTSA safety report. How stupid I can't find a picture of this plastic and cost-conscious do you need to be to make a jack out of plastic? I don't know that it's cost. You I, don't think so? I think it's weight. Still. 
I mean, these aren't in sports cars. It's a trailblazer. Who no, cares but it's, it's if gotta, it's another two pounds of stamped steel instead of plastic? Where is this thing? I really want to see this plastic jack. There's no pictures of it anywhere. So um, the outcome is that GM will be recalling all vehicles equipped. 135,000 vehicles. So basically drive there and pick up your new jack, or what's yeah. the story? It's. I'm sure you bring it to the dealer, and they have just a pallet full of these things, and you'll be equipped with a new metal oh, version there of is. the jack. Hold on. Try $1, you can subscribe to <laughs> plasticsnews.com. Wait, is that seriously it? <laughs> subscribe for a dollar. Oh, Hold on, I'm going to try it. I'm gonna, I want to see it. Escape, no. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to send it to you so you because I know that you're smart, super smart, and get it, get it work on this. <laughs> but it looks like a scissor jacket. It looks like a Widowmaker made out of plastic. That is the worst thing ever. So they've, they've officially, yeah, you can see it in the little preview right there, a little oh, preview yeah. image. It is an it actual. It is a scissor jack. It's just a Widowmaker. made out of plastic. I think it's, wait. Because weight is fuel economy. Right, exactly. So that's what all this stuff is all about, is getting rid. And plus, aluminum and steel is, is expensive, right? Yeah. So you have weight and cost. And it's, this is what you end up with. Wow, that's terrible. Well, here's, to be fair, yeah. nobody's working on their own cars anywhere. No, anymore, anymore. you're right. So it's they basically didn't expect you to use this damn thing. Yeah, it's not like back in the day when tires would fail all the time. It's pretty rare, unless you're in Detroit, that you see cars on the side of the road. I'm actually surprised. I mean, obviously, it has a spare tire if you need a jack, but a lot of vehicles just don't have a spare, and then they don't they need a jack. Run, they have run flats. Right. They have, Which I guess makes sense, but it's a terrible tire. Terrible tire, and they're very expensive. As True. Well. So uh, how do you think Tesla Plaid and AutoShift work? Do you think you want to go through a little bit of the... Because Motor Trend posted an article about what they had to go through to actually test. Last week, we talked about Jay Leno. Yep, you know, he driving drove it. it. Uh, the Motor Drake's Trend... Trip has the number. So what is auto shift? We're I don't know anything there. about this. Yeah, we'll get there. Let's, right. let's talk about Tesla Plaid first. Sure. So Motor Trend got to check the car out, and here's how it went. I'm going to read from their article. Okay. It is linked in the show notes if you would like to read the entire thing because it's just a few excerpts. During our Motor Trend, during our planning, Tesla requested that we not use our normal facility. After much back and forth, we offered to secure use of an automotive proving ground where we conduct car of the year testing. Tesla then told us we could accept its offer of hosting us at Famosa Raceway near Bakersfield, California, or we could forget the whole thing. Are you kidding? Here's the problem. <laughs> they accepted. Who did? Motor Trend. Of course they did. They, they want not, content. They, That's they, all they, they do. Want the, they want the scoop, right? Yep. They so, should have okay, said, okay, we'll come to your track where you have it set up and everything else. They should have said, Screw you. Screw you. No. No, we're not going to do that. And then they write a piece about how they can't test it, and it'd be even better. Maybe. But the thing is, is that someone else would have tested it, yeah. and then their link would have gotten a million hits. True. Because this is it's all so this, dumb. It's how it is. So they okay. accepted. So tell me about um, this. So that at the te- on the track on test day, Tesla informed us it would require our driver to launch the car only on VHT prepped surface. <laughs> now, what's VHT? Very high temperature. No. What? VHT is uh, it's glue. It's stuff they put, it's like track prep glue that goes on the ground. You pour it on the ground. It's, after further on-site site negotiations and a backward pre-run by Tesla's own test driver, we came to an agreement. We could conduct runs in each direction on both the Tesla-requested VHT and per our normal procedure on regular asphalt. The thing wow. is, is, this stuff is so sticky that these guys were saying that their shoes were falling off as they were walking around the track. <laughs> like it would suck their, it's like being in mud with boots. Yeah, exactly. Just like suck it's their, quicksand on a, on a racetrack. It's, they were told they have to launch on the VHT uh, prep surface or leave. 
So does the car this not... Is, this is all about Tesla's claim of zero to 60 yeah. in under two seconds. And the first production car. So they got to do everything, all these tricks. After our internal con, uh, discussions, we chose a third option. This, this goes, how can we still do this and still maintain that we have some sort of journalistic integrity? Yeah. Is basically what it comes down to. Okay. After our own internal discussions, we chose a third option. We agreed to Tesla's conditions at Famoso and made plans to head to our Fontana test track the following day to see how the Model S Plaid would uh, would be when tested under the same conditions we've used right. and safely, uh, effectively evaluated everything from and economy they, cars. What they to- should do then is just like basically throw out the Tesla results on their track and say, okay, we'll test it like this, but we're also going to test it on yeah, ours. The thing is, is, I don't know if they just did it anyway. Right. Like, just like... Yeah, yeah, we're just well, yeah, sure, we'll go yeah, ahead. Yeah, exactly. And then they that's did what it I'm over imagining here. it is. I, I hope so because that's awesome. Uh, it's a big fu. I hope that's what they did. No matter the surface, to get the quickest launch from 2022 Tesla Model S Plaid. Why do they call it a 2022? Is that when it's going to finally be sold? You think? Yeah, it's, it's a 2022 model. Yeah, okay. Uh, you must dr- you must dive into the cars. In- this is how it works. Okay. You must dive into the cars infotainment system, select drag strip strip mode, okay, and then wait for the next eight to fifteen minutes while the car pre fifteen minutes <laughs> while the car preconditions the powertrain oh. for hard acceleration, heating or cooling the battery as needed, and chilling the motors. Fifteen minutes. Eight to fifteen minutes. Oh, I thought you were going to say seconds, and I thought that was bad. Eight to 15 minutes, Jake. The Model wow. S Plaid zips down the quarter mile in a staggering 9.25 seconds at 152 miles per hour. Okay. The run from zero to 60 miles per hour happens in just 1.98 seconds after the brutally hard launch because it's on glue. Right. The Plaid covers a distance so quickly, it's even difficult to register what's happening. The yoke, yes, the yoke. The yeah, stupid, I know. It looks like a, from a Cessna. Yes, something. exactly. It's absolutely I awful. don't understand that. Um, the yoke gets light in your hands, your neck muscle strains, your helmeted head digs into the headrest, and your surroundings blur into mere shapes and colors as a quarter mile of pavement vanishes beneath you. Great. Uh, Tesla's stated rationale for its stance with us regarding VHT launches is that most customers will run the Model S Plaid at drag strips. Really? No. Most? None. none. The answer is yeah. none. Yeah. None. Okay. Uh, and st- you can't. The NHRA won't. If vehicles faster than 9.99 seconds or faster than 135 and a quarter from running at any of its tracks, if it doesn't have the necessary safety equipment, which is like a cage and a parachute, right? right. I think under a test- I don't know when parachute is required, yeah. but yeah. Probably That's not why they outlawed the Hellcat. Yes, it's too fast. Exactly. Didn't have a um, even demon, with the necessary safety gear, the Plaid isn't suited for bracket racing when using launch control. Without friendly drag strip Christmas tree operator, you're likely to be standing at the staging line when the lights turn green. Remember, the car needs nearly 10 seconds. So dumb. Even, so- after, even after 8 to 10 minutes of charging up when yeah. it gets ready, if you ever see a cat, like... Getting ready to just yeah, pounce and it, like wiggling its yep, butt around. Okay. It's got to do that for 10 seconds before it can Are even you launch. you kidding? Yeah. Amusing. Hold on, hold on. Don't stay just yet. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay, now we get it. It's so dumb. Amusingly, the plaid launches so ferociously hard, it generates more than 1G wow. from uh, 0.2 seconds to 2.6 seconds after launch, peaking at 1.2 Gs at 32 miles an hour. Wow. That's more G than the car generated, and it's best 60 to zero stop. It can accelerate harder than it stops. I've never heard of a car doing that before. Never. How is that possible? It's because insane. it's usually just, well, either way, it's the limit of adhesion on the tires. And usually your brakes can make more use of tire adhesion than acceleration. I, I don't know, man. Wow. That's, 
That's in, that's incredible. I wonder if it's something about the regenerative braking where it just can't quite get all the way into the brakes. So it's, they also, uh, part of this time with the 1.98 seconds is a, a rollout as well. So, so it's not from a dead stop. So you have like uh, a certain amount of feet called the rollout when you, right. when you launch a car at the, at the drag strip. They delete that time. So that time doesn't count, which is kind of silly because 0 to 60 is 0 to 60. Right. Not... 0.5 to 60 or right. however many feet after the rollout. So does it have a very slow rollout time? Well, it, with if you add the rollout in, it's like 2.2 seconds. Oh, so, so they just wanted to get below that just, too. So they have like these just specific for that little rules. So you have these special special little rules that you have to abide by if you want to go to 0 to 60. You have to, you have to lie about with the rollout. You have to have glue everywhere uh-huh. you hold it. You're, imagine pulling up next to the... Imagine the scene. At, so, hold on. Imagine the scene <laughs> in Fast and the Furious where you pull up next to the guy and you go... How much was that thing? Or whatever he says. Hold on. Hold on. He's going to pour yeah, glue all over exactly. the ground and race the Ferrari. What's one of those retail? Too rich for you, pal. Let's, oh, yeah. really? Let's race. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Give me glue need to get the glue hold on. Just don't sit there for 15 minutes. Which I wonder, what happens if they just put slicks on the thing? Does that negate the glue? And would that get you there? Because a production car cannot come with a slick. This I know. is all about production but car. I'm saying if, quote, everyone's going to have it at the track. Because it's a plaid mode. I think this... If you're okay, really going to bring it to the track, This you would isn't have, the first car to go 0 to 60 in under two seconds. It's the first production car right. to do it. So, yeah, cars can run slicks. If you put slicks on a on a Hellcat or something, it might... I don't know. I have no idea. I with don't nitrous know. and stuff I'm like just, that. It's sure, so dumb. There's all different things you could do to a car to make it do this. <laughs> you right. know, but It's all... This is, it's none. It's, it's like roll off the assembly line, 0 to 60 in under two seconds. That's what it's trying to do. But Plus 18 minutes. Plus ten seconds. Yes. So this thing costs. Uh, it starts at one hundred thirty-one grand. Okay. Which is think about this: one hundred thirty-one grand. It's faster than a Sharon. It's faster than a Koenigsegg. It's, it's faster fast, than it's, anything. It's faster than everything. It is like the fastest that production is car. Really crazy. The, the the rules and stuff like that. Right. It still is the fastest production car. And they've ever tested. You can fit four people in it. And you can fit four people in it. And it's only one hundred thirty grand. That is pretty ridiculous. Uh, it, it looks pretty decent, too. And the reason that it looks decent is because there's, like, holes in the front of the car now. Oh, really? So right underneath the hood, there's right, a little gap. I got to click on this. Yep, there's a little gap. And on the bottom, there's a radiator probably to cool the the, the, the batteries, the batteries and the motors and stuff like that. Run Because I think it runs off the air conditioning and stuff like that. Yes, to it chill does. Everything. So you've got a grill on the bottom. So it looks a little bit more like a conventional car. And what I was trying to figure out is... If it's like, do I have uh, expected design language bias? Like, do I look at a car and my right. brain wants to well, see this? Or is it actually a well-designed thing the other way, but my brain just can't I accept it? I would say it it's a little of both. I don't think... For sure. Most, like, uh, Model 3, I don't think it's a good-looking car. No. Model S, I don't think it's a good-looking car. This, pretty good-looking car. I think it looks pretty good. It's got some nice carbon fiber touches. I hate the steering wheel. I don't I understand. Don't, I don't. I need to drive one because I still don't understand. They say it has variable rate, of course. Yeah. But are you ever reaching over? Are you ever? You know what I mean. They what do you call in that? The, in the article, they said it's horrible to drive. Oh, really? They said it's absolutely terrible. It's not variable enough. Blah blah blah. I also hate the interior. Is just the the screen is uh, yeah. it's megalomaniacal. <laughs> it is huge. It is gratuitous. It's absolutely terrible. But no matter what, you're right. It does have a little grill down there now. Yep. I, I don't care about the power. You know that. It doesn't matter to me. Right. Um, I don't care if you hate Tesla. I don't care if you love Tesla. I don't care if this thing takes nine years to get ready to launch. 
or I don't hate, care if you hate how they twist the numbers and manipulate a motor trend into doing what they wanted to do. It's still a monumental achievement. Oh, 100%. It is incredible. And I'm happy you're admitting that. It, it kicks ass that it came from an American company. I That's love it. That's true. I love it. It's I rad. I like that, too. It smokes Porsche. You know, Porsche looks yes. like, they look like a little dog wandering around with a tail between their legs right now. And Faster, you, like half the cost, basically. Well, I think a, a Turbo 4S is like another 20, 30 grand or something like that. It's uh, like 180. A starting point of a Turbo S is 190. Okay, so this one as tested was 153. So, okay. yeah, I mean, that's significantly more expensive for sure. Yeah. All right, so now I'm sure you probably want to know what I was talking about when I talked about auto shift, yeah, which is, is another new thing. Uh, and this this is from Inside EVs saying they've got a copy of the owner's manual and videos that spell it all out. Okay. All right. So the Model S and Model X Plaid will decide for you if it's time to go into drive or reverse based on the obstacles around no. the car, as well as previous trips. No. This is a beta feature. You'll have to change a setting to get it started. If you're in the garage. So you don't even select drive or reverse? No, you just go. That's scary. It's weird, right? If you're in a garage with a wall in front of you and nothing behind you, it should be clear to the car that the only option I mean, I is guess reverse. That makes sense. If you're sitting a red light with a car in front and another behind, the car should sense the leading car moving forward, thus driving forward. So, do you have to do anything? Do you have to get in and hit go or like anything? I, I'm, I'm so honestly, confused. Do you literally just get in and hit the pedal? I I don't know. Let me continue. Because part of the reason for like. Not even manual, but just selecting a gear in an automatic or any is being type aware of, of, of is choosing what you're doing. Not only that, I, it's a safety feature too. In the fact that, like, if your kid gets in your car and goes vroom vroom vroom, if you left the key in the car or you don't even need the key anymore, then now they're going to plow right through your neighbors. Hold on. It's important to note that there are options on the Model S's touch screen. The touch screen, you know, you you don't like buttons to select. You want a, a thing that you yeah. move. No, this is actually, you're just like. Not a, even buttons. Not even a button. It's just an okay. iPad thing. It's important to note that there are options on the Model S touchscreen to control, drive, reverse, neutral, and park on your own. They'll appear on the left side of the screen once you press the brake pedal. If you okay. haven't changed any of the car settings, you'll use these controls to drive. Okay. The Model S Plaid reportedly knows when the passengers are about to exit the car, so it switches to park on its own. The car will shift out of park on its own, too. However, the manual says that this is a beta feature that's currently disabled by default, so you have to change the setting to use it. Still, the car won't shift out of park until you hit the brake pedal. Okay. Once you've changed the setting to allow the car to shift out of park automatically, you can then begin using auto shift. You can also override any of the car's choices by simply touching the brake pedal. Okay. So you get in. And you just hit the, hit the brake, brake pedal, pedal. And then move your foot to the gas. And then and you just go. You're doing it. Yeah. It's kind of intuitive a little bit. It seems like it kind of makes sense. I, like, I hate yes, to admit it, but, but it, I don't like it. I, I still don't like... I mean, every single advancement here is is taking away another level of control. I agree. And the problem with it is is that face value, you're like, yeah, this is great. I can just get in the car. It's good for stupid people that might put their car in reverse well, and drive on accident. It's not even... Here's, the, here's what I realized. It's not even stupid people. It's normal people when you're removing... Another thing that they need to focus on for the task of driving, now they never will focus on that again. Right. Exactly. Okay, if you're not driving a manual transmission, you don't have to shift. You will never think about shifting while driving. Mm -hmm. If you have lane assist where it'll keep you in the lanes like a bumper car, and now you don't have to do that, you never will think about it. Your brain's muscle memory gets trained to deal with what it's accustomed to dealing with. Just like when you get, have you ever gotten in an automatic car to drive? 
and went to hit and, the clutch yep, and just every mash time. the brake and just throw everything in the cup holder all over the car? <laughs> well, usually I just hit dead air with my left foot, no, but I've, yes. You've never hit the brake pedal when you're doing no. that? I've done that where I went for a clutch pedal and hit the brake and just, and just, like, just, <laughs> just basically launched Jesse into her seatbelt. Yeah, your brain becomes accustomed to what you're yeah, doing. The problem is then people are very bored. Like we, we constantly want stimulation as humans. So what are people doing instead of focusing on driving? They're looking at their phone. They're mm-hmm. looking at the touchscreen and playing yeah. whatever stupid games on the touchscreen. You know, deaths are up in cars, accidents are ups, and you think they would be getting safer with all the things going on with cars. On paper, they're safer, but all you're doing is letting people not focus as much. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right, what have we got next? On the used car market. <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay. So in the past year, used vehicle prices on average have climbed 30%, Chris. This, so what kind of used cars? We're talking about just Camrys, Toyotas, Fords, right? Across We're the just board. regular cars. Yeah, it's created- Regular people cars. Yes. And it's created many crazy situations where high demand used vehicles are actually selling for more than they did when they were new. So let's say you have a Camry- with 50,000 miles on it, 40,000. For whatever it was, and now three years, five years later, it's selling for more than it was new because there's just not any new cars out there. You know what sucks is it's fine if you already own a car and it's worth more and you want to trade in or something like that. True. But for me, a guy that wants to just, I'm thinking about getting a newer car again. Just right. Just to tool around in. Yep. And, it's nice ha- not having to worry about it. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, everything's really expensive. It's yes. kind of like, it's super sticker shock looking at the cost of cars right now. Remember when 30%. I went- 30%. Remember when I went to look at that Golf R and yes. I owned it for like a day? Yes. And then the insurance or the, the loan company was like, uh, yeah, no. This they're, is way overpriced. Way overpriced. Yeah. But it wasn't because that's what the market ended up being. You know, it was kind of they like- They were just ahead of the curve. They were just, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were already charging way too much money. But that's what happened is, is yeah. it was already, you know, that's- Quote, the market is very strange right now, said Yurchitenko. Yurchenko. Yurchenko. Dealers need the inventory, so they are paying lots of money for their vehicles on the wholesale market. Yurchenko has found 73 models, one to three years old, being sold at auctions above the original sticker price. And so these things all have to have somewhere between five and 15,000 miles on them selling for more than original MSRP. Yes, it's ridiculous. Used vehicle prices increase account for one third of the massive spike in inflation last month. Prices shot up to a record 10% in April, another 7.3% in May as inflation spiked 5%. The average used vehicle cost this month is $26,457. Good grief. Many of the models uh, Yurchenko found were high-priced trucks and SUVs with high sought-after loaded-out vehicles. So it's basically they're talking about like the Ford Raptor or a Jeep Wrangler unlimited Rubicon, like the high-end stuff. Sure. But it's not just the higher-priced vehicles that are selling above their MSRP. A base model, two-wheel drive, used Toyota Tacoma is selling above new price, along with the Kia Telluride and Hyundai Palisade. This is, of course, due to the massive supply chain shortage due to COVID, compounded by the microchip shortage. And I was and thinking- I, probably a little bit of low interest rates and helicopter money being thrown out <laughs> of the sky. Helicopter money. There's, there's a lot of money out there right now. Yeah. When I went to the Porsche dealership last week for the PPI and that turbo, they only had three new cars on the lot. And it's just, they're hurting them. They're like, what are our sales guys going to do? How are they going to make any money? There's no cars to sell. Learn to code, dude. Learn to code. Yeah, basically. (laughs) 
All right. So uh, you've got something about the hypercar yeah, class. Remember when a few months back we talked about, uh, we dove into this new hypercar class at yeah. Le Mans. And I was kind of disappointed. Well, I'm like, we ah. had both assumed it was going to be like a production car based series and we'd be able to see all these super interesting high end road cars competing on track. And then we were disappointed to find out it was basically just another prototype series yep. with no tie to real world vehicles, which that's what's interesting about it. Exactly. Well, there still may be some hope to this class being super crazy and interesting. Enter Glickenhaus Racing. Aha. Uh -huh. Come 2023, Scuderia Glickenhaus could compete with a version of their SGC 007 hypercar. I have no idea what that is. That's just their standard hypercar for the class. It's a prototype car. Okay. Uh, but, so they could compete with their prototype car with massive aerodynamic tanks on either side carrying cryogenic hydrogen feeding an internal combustion engine. What? What? According to Glickenhaus, a prototype running on cryogenic hydrogen, quote, would have similar performance to competitors and run similar length stints and, quote, be a lot greener and refuel in half a minute. Huh. They're talking about hydrogen-powered internal combustion engine race car. Interesting. So I'm I'm still wondering if hydrogen, I feel like hydrogen is, we is kind of like. We completely over it, but it, I love it. It's behind the curtain with its like head sticking out, You're just like, like watching everybody do what's stuff. What's going on with the electric what's, stuff? What's up, guys? How what's you going? going I think I'm over here behind this curtain. I'm going to pop out and he's going to be like, <laughs> Well, here's what I love about it. Um, it's basically, hydrogen combustion engines still make all the great noises, but they have zero emissions. It's basically the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. You know, they've wanted to do hydrogen in trucks and everything like that. And ultimately, hydrogen is the way to go. I mean, it is basically emissions-free, right? I mean, it, It's literally water vapor is I, what comes out of the tailpipe. Yeah. You have to generate the energy somehow. I that's under, I right. Understand that's the that. problem. But it's the same problem as with the electrical grid. And hey, guess what? Now you're not taking down the electrical grid in Texas and California right. because you have this separate... Right, which Power we'll, be, we'll be talking about in a second. Yeah, and I, I just love this wild level of experimentation in racing. It kind of harkens back to the days of like that Tyrell six-wheeler and that nutty fan car. I, I really want to see I want to see the diversity. Technologies. Diversity. Yes, exactly. It. it doesn't even have to be weird. It just has to be diverse. Yeah. And so, that's one of my greatest fears with you know, all the EV stuff is yes. that the diversity is gone. Right. You know, it's, so it's that's just why I really liked this story. Um, it reminds me of when uh, Audi brought TDIs. Yeah. To, to, to Le Mans. We were like, what? What? Diesels? Really? That thing sounds like ass, but it wow, did. it's really winning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really winning. Uh, Glickenhaus reckons such a car could be ready for 2023, which is when Ferrari, BMW, and Porsche are planning to enter the fray with the hypercar class. Uh, the governing body that organizes Le Mans has been interested in creating a hydrogen class for the last several years, so this would fit really well. And Glickenhaus assured us that cryogenic hydrogen isn't explosive, and even if it was, the company will use, quote, aviation military-grade tanks like you, those used on the Predator drones, <laughs> okay. which are built to withstand gunfire. Or I'm <laughs> Yes, Chris. <laughs> right. We're going to have a bulletproof hydrogen race well, car. Well, that'll work great when they're like trying to shoot the kangaroos on the... In, in, <laughs> on the uh, Australia. Bathurst, yeah, yeah, on yeah. The Bathurst where exactly. they have to start shooting guns all over the place. It'll be oh, perfect. Geez. As temperatures hit triple digits during California's heat wave last week, this is via Newsweek.com, the state's power grid operators encourage residents to relieve pressure on the grid by charging their vehicles before peak energy use <laughs> time of day. All right, so here's the thing, guys. Don't use your air conditioner. Yep. Don't water your lawn. Uh-huh. Don't charge your car. Uh-huh. Don't use your microwave or appliances well, during no. a... Here's, you're, you're missing the real kind of weird thing is... 
We don't want you to use gas cars. They're bad for the environment, okay? Get rid of your gas car. Look, we're going to fund you and subsidize you buying all these electric cars. It's going to be great. Tesla doesn't qualify for subsidies anymore. Do you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, they've been around long enough. That's it for them. Anyways, by the way, you can't use those either now. No, you can't use those either. <laughs> no, nothing. Just stay home and sweat. Yes. The California Independent System Operator, ISO, which oversees the grid, called upon Californians to conserve energy twice last week through the years of flex alerts, which ask residents to practice energy conservation on a voluntary basis. And I also saw that there was this thing with these thermostats. I don't remember there's yes. several electric companies around the world where you know, it's like the fine print, right, where you check a box and you enter a sweepstakes to win some money. Okay. But then it also gives the electric company control Access. over your thermostat. Right, because <laughs> all these houses have these like smart thermostats where yeah. you control them on Wi-Fi yeah. and everything else. Not mine. No, mine, mine's no. the old school. It's got the mercury so in the gauge. Like, so people would like uh, turn their thermostat down to like 68, 70 degrees. They'd go to bed and then they'd wake up and it'd be like 90 degrees yes. in their house <laughs> because the, the electric company had throttled their thermostat. It's like... Throttling your Charging internet electric connection. vehicles before the time period covered by the alerts was included on a list of energy conservation tips the California ISO posted on Twitter, as was avoiding use of large appliances and turning off extra lights. Now is the perfect time to do a load of laundry. The state's fax alert. If you can't do it now, <laughs> your clothes are just going to be dirty. You're just going to have to suck it wow. up. Remember to use major appliances, charge cars and devices before uh, 6 p.m. After 6 p.m.? No. So what are you going to do? You get home from work at like 5, you can charge your electric car for an hour? And that's it. That's not enough. That's all you can do, that's Chris. That's not enough. Nope, that's it. That's all you're allowed. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> how does this work? It's how untenable. Is, it's how untenable. Is this applicable for anyone? No, so it's not. You have to pre-cool your home, use major appliances. Pre-cool, yes. Close window coverings, charge your devices. It's got a little laptop right there. Like, don't even charge your laptop <laughs> after 6 o'clock. Can I watch Netflix? No. Is it okay? Can no. I turn on my no, television? No, you cannot. Uh, a graphic of blah, 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 blah. electric vehicles are considered a vital part of California's plan to reduce emissions over the next two decades. Right, but you can't use them. But you can't use them. See, that's why actually, as we talked about, hydrogen makes a lot of sense. Get on a bus, ride public transportation, <laughs> do the right thing for the world. The bus powered Last by year, diesel. California Governor Gavin Newsom set 2035 as a target date for ending the sale of gas and diesel powered electric vehicles within the state. In the meantime, California energy officials are strategizing to expand electric vehicle ownership and make charging stations more accessible. Patty Moynihan, the lead commissioner on transportation of the California Energy Commission, told Newsweek last month that the times of day Californians choose to charge their electric vehicles will be important in keeping the power grid balanced as the reliance on electric vehicle grows. I'm telling you, this is going to be... It's, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to work. Yeah, she said the energy prices will also oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Energy prices will also be key to helping those new charging behaviors stick by incentivizing primarily through rates charging behaviors that capitalize. So they're going to control your behavior by artificially increasing the rates at different charging times. Guess what? It doesn't make sense to have an electric vehicle now. Wow. Cuz now you're not saving money rates on gas. Rates are a climate strategy. Wow. There you go, Chris. Please feed the <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. This is so, wow. Uh, rates are climate strategy, and California's plan on using rates to help drive the charging behaviors that are going to help the state electrify transportation while cutting the carbon from the grid and saving rate payers and drivers money. How does that, that save how money? That, how, we're going to increase rates to save you money. I don't really understand. Wow. Um, All right, so... Well, if you look at aggregate load across the grid, it tends to spike in the evening hours whenever people come home. Oh, right, that when makes at sense. Home, right, not able to do their laundry, correct. Charge their devices <laughs> or charge their cars. 
Uh, though you, energy use tends to dip overnight while people are sleeping, that is also the time when less energy is produced by solar and wind. So when people are basically dead, they're not using energy, is what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> both which energy sources can, uh, said are increasingly relied upon as states like California continue embracing clean energy. This is, I mean, this just keeps getting worse and worse and All worse. All right, well, let's just, I'm going to move right along. We have one more short story here, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, okay. It seems, speaking of electric cars, it seems like one of the biggest concerns for automakers and enthusiasts is that any of a, these electric... Hold on, hold, hold, on, what? hold on, hold on. I had a listener message me. Okay. He's a power grid operator. Oh, okay. He said, he's for the entire section of power grid, he's the chief guy. He's the guy. The guy. He's not, he says this isn't going to work. Really? It's just, it's just not going to work. It's going to take, we're not ready. They've been preparing, he said, for like 10 years for this. Right. We're still not ready. And the places that haven't done any prep are mm -hmm. basically screwed. And there's not enough money. There's not enough subsidies. There's not enough billions wow. to get this done. He's like, there's no way. It's just not going to happen. Something is going to, Something's he says give. the power grid is not going to fail, but it's this type of stuff where yeah, it's the, it's just rolling brownouts and blackouts, rolling brownouts, rolling or well brownouts, and then you have the the rate hikes. Yep. Like, what are you going to do? Not charge your car? This is it's like the the one place that was saying that charging your Tesla was like eighty dollars yeah. because because the demand was so high. Yep. This is no, it's dumb. It's dumb. The entire point of doing it is, but now guess what? Guess what? They got you. <laughs> they gotcha. It's too no, late. No. It, it, it's out of the box. It Penner's box has been opened. All the manufacturers he, have That's all, the problem is if you can't buy a gas car anymore. Because people are gonna want to go back to. It doesn't matter because all of the companies have lobbyists and now they've all invested billions in doing this. Yeah. And if you think they're not gonna make it happen now, good luck. It is happening whether you like it or not. You might as well just <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe this is one of the reasons why you, you know, know what? Our used car phenomenon, where they're up thirty percent. If you can't get another gas car new, that's just going to keep. They're going to keep going up. They're going to keep going You're up. Right. And what they'll do, they'll just add taxes and fees and everything. They'll 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 just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, lobbyists are going to go. Hey, we're GM. We've invested seven, eight, nine, ten billion dollars in this, and no one's Nobody's buying, our, buying cars. our cars. Hello, what are we doing? Do we want to save the environment or not? <laughs> Right? Are we going to save the environment together? Where is everybody? We're doing the, what's right for the environment, everybody, which is not anything that GM actually cares about. They're right. just virtue signaling and doing whatever they think is going to be the thing, right? As soon as Biden was elected, all of a sudden, boom, we're all in on this, right? They, then they put I mean, up, it was happening before that. Yeah, but they, I mean, they made a huge, they were lining up at the starting block before that, right? And then the gun <laughs> went off when Biden got elected, and they are off to the races with getting this done. I just think And it's, they've got guys calling up. Hello, Congressman Bob, whatever, Bobson. You know, we've invested $9 billion in this. How are you going to be voting on blah, 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 You know, we've got a lot of constituents in the union over here in your state. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. True. It's, it, it's going to happen. There's no, You're going to be driving an electric car, and you're going to like it. And it's going to auto shift whether you like it or not. Everybody's going to be on auto shift because one kid got run over by some drunk dude in Texas. That's exactly what's going to happen. And then all this stuff is going to be mandatory. It's going to be much safer, blah, blah, blah. You got the, the speed things going on in the U. I'm sorry. I'm getting out of control. A little bit. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It's it's fine. I this, just I just think it'll be interesting if what you're saying is basically we're not going to be able to handle everyone having an electric car on the power grid and everything else. People are going to want to go back after. They're not going to be able to. They, we, I, we had a story before that a lot of people that have had an electric car, their next car they're buying is gas again. 
I remember reading that. We're at the time where that's but still possible. You're right. If they keep regulating it out and people just, if manufacturers aren't making gas cars anymore, too bad. They're gonna, <laughs> it doesn't I think, really matter. I think used cars are going to go way, way up. They're going to go up, and then you're going to have, I think what you saw is the average age of a used car right now is higher than it's ever been. Yeah. The average age of people driving around in a right. used car is, is very high, higher than ever before. Yeah. They're and not buying new. You're going to see, you know, I used to think, and we've talked about it many times, that I thought that uh, shops were going to really start suffering. And I think some will. But I think that oh, there's going to there's going to be a place. If people want to keep their cars on the road, want to keep their cars what? on the road. Yeah, yeah. You might as well start a rust repair shop here in Minnesota for <laughs> the people go. that want to keep driving their, <laughs> driving their car. All right. Continue. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Oh, well, I was actually, we're getting overboard here, so I was going to call it there, but we can do one more thing All about right, EV vehicles that you do not like. So it seems like- I one don't of like the, this, what you're going to talk about? Uh, no, 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 no. It seems like one of the biggest concerns for many automakers and enthusiasts is that these EV appliance cars will have no personality you whatsoever. What, what I saw is somebody posted on Instagram, there was this like uh, kind of this 996 that had flowers on I the, saw Did that. you see that? Yeah. And we talked the other day with uh, with Oil Stain Lab about how cars are going to start having skins. Yeah. And that's going to be how you start to personalize right. the cars is the visual. Correct. You're going to start being able to do stuff like that, which I think that's what you're going to be getting at here. Yeah. Well, w the latest attempt to infuse some type of soul into the vehicles, both Porsche and Bentley are experimenting with the concept of cars being able to soundtrack your driving, Chris. Porsche's concept is called the Soundtrack My Life Project. Using libraries of original music bits and pieces, an algorithm will combine and arrange music to match your driving behavior. You pick the style, whether it's electronic, piano, or some other genre, and it starts piecing things together. Come to a stop and the music slows down, becomes less busy. Start driving vigorously, Chris, and then the transitions to more up-tempo stuff with more instruments and layers. Yes, exactly. Well, that's why the music needs to get quicker. This is so stupid. It's currently in prototype form and only works with Porsche's own original music. During a presentation, those working on the project said that it could be available as soon as next year. I, Yay. Yay. We got it. Was it? I mean, I guess I the Tesla thing was good news that we're having some, <laughs> some <laughs> At performance least there's thing. Extreme you know? performance coming extreme out of it. Extreme performance. I, it's, I know. I know. Hey, the, the hydrogen thing. I want to see more hydrogen. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially if we're like, well, we can't make gas cars anymore, but electric stuff is just not working. Hydrogen. Hydrogen and cars that beep and boop to your heart's delight. <laughs> All, All right, right guys. guys. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Take care.
Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. How's it going, Jake? You deleted all of my updates. I did? In the document. Oh, no. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>